Good morning and welcome to Flat Out Recovery. Morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. And how are we all today? Very well. Very busy. Amazing. Ronnie's usual non-committal. Very well, very busy. Full stop. <laughs> I just feel like I'm on the go all the time. Yeah. I've had a busy week. I had a busy week last week, busy week this week. But it's been good to be fair, sir. It does accumulate though, doesn't it? If you're busy one week, busy the next, suddenly it starts whirring, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, hmm. Will I ever get to sit on that couch? <laughs> on the other side? I think it was on the couch. <laughs> My bed's really more comfy though. It's getting more and more comfy the more busy I get. <laughs> I just want to stay in it. Oh, this morning I was like, I thought, I don't know, this podcast group's been quiet this week, so I thought, Let's see if it's on. Uh. I, was, I was having my morning break, thinking, oh, no reply. And then the bed was crawling. <laughs> I was going to jump back into the bed. Anyone else going to speak? Yeah. This week, where am I? I'm tired. I'm overdoing. I'm overdoing massively. I've been asked to sponsor by another five people this week. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I've taken on another two. So that's my maximum. I'm worried How many that have you got then? two already so that'll be four I don't normally take more than three so I feel like I'm overdoing I'm also setting up a business and I'm so excited about it I'm also really scared and really nervous but I'm loving it and actually for the first time in my life I'm taking responsibility for myself and I'm making progress with it by just one step at a time every day just doing a little something to work towards it good yeah but there's so much to do like it's overwhelming I did not realize how much it takes to set up your own business I'm feeling like a little bit of an entrepreneur, I must say. (laughs) (laughs) It's massive though, that. Because if you look at the whole picture of something like that, it just looks unfathomable, impossibly complicated. Yeah. And where do I start? Mm -hmm. Whereas if you do just this little chip on the wall every day, suddenly in six weeks' time, you look at the picture and it suddenly seems vaguely sizable. Yeah. I applied that approach to learning how to use this synthesizer I've got. It's looking at the whole thing. The whole it's swamp. just, no, no. Yeah. And they thought, no, no, I'm going to start just down here at the left. Then I'm going to go just to this next bit above. And then I'm going to try this little bit on the right. And gradually it sizes itself more reasonably. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And something as huge as setting up a business is where do I start? Yeah. When does it start? Yeah. What do I do first? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And there's so much research that goes in behind it as well. And that's even before you start. Yeah. 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 And then there's the, because it's food element, I'm testing and tasting every single recipe. I'm really lucky. I went to a meeting the other week and this is the joys of recovery. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And people do things for you that don't have any expectations of anything back yeah. that you wouldn't get in normal real life. Yeah. So one of the guys from one of the meetings that I went to last week, he's had a food truck business before mm. and he is very good at costing food, which I can't do maths. I left school with no GCSEs apart from sports and Spanish. And he's offered to cost the whole menu for me. Mm. And I was like, wow. I was like, thank God, because I can't do it and I don't know how to. So that's amazing. Oh. Yeah. So recovery. How, many, how much shares? No shares for him then. No, I'll <laughs> no tell you what, I'll help you. Right? Free of charge. You just send me the food. I'll sample it. And you can take it I'll do that. Ron is setting himself up as some kind of guru. <laughs> I love it. Consultant. Love it. Do you know Tax what? Consultant. I might do that though, because your family will tell you, oh yeah, it's lovely. But I do need 
outside and I know we'll get honest from you Ronnie yeah because your family are going to tell you that shit on toast tastes great yeah Yeah. well not my family necessarily my sister criticised the hell out of it and didn't give me much of a compliment well there's two ways it can go with families (laughs) either they're needlessly critical or they're just co-signing but yeah so I think I might do a bit of a trial testing thing because I've done the menu now I've got all I've got it nailed the recipes so yeah, so that's really exciting. And then what else has been going? I've been acting out on dating sites, but I've been really honest with my sponsor about it. So that's okay. I went on no, two dates. Okay. Two dates. Just to get right. I'll do this as long I'll as I'm on And then I'll be honest afterwards. Yeah. I'm not acting like I've only been out on two dates, so that's not very much, is it? No, no, no. And I've thought about it, and and I had an exit strategy, and I was like, so why are you telling me now? Why are you telling me after? Why didn't you tell me before? Well, because then I couldn't have gone on the dates. Oh. Shit, <laughs> yeah, no, I did two dates in one day. Did you? <laughs> yeah, two dates in one day and then one on Friday. So, was yeah. that so they were more easily comparable? <laughs> yeah, I think day. so. <laughs> it was so. easier to take notes and score them. Get them all quickly. <laughs> what the hot? kind of like doing an audition you know no, I want to see them all at the same time because then I can score them more easily. While I'm in the mood so, what's next? You'll have three at the same time. <laughs> Grant you a night of time, you know, when he's ready. You're having to go out locking on scratch sites. They're not scratch cards, they're scratch this white rock. Ronnie, what you get. We need to take a camera on her the next time she does it. So we'll follow around Amy's three or four dates in the week. And then make her look at it in three weeks' time. Look, you sound sound short, by the way. No, I know that, but do you know what? I had a bad experience on a dating website. It was awful, actually, so I cancelled them for a year. I took a vow of celibacy for a year, and I'm not meeting anybody, naturally, because it's been a year. I'm out there, you know, I'm roller skating, I'm, I'm doing active things, I've got hobbies, I meet loads of people every day, and I haven't met anybody in a year. Well, so, I met her love of her life mm. when she was 60. Oh, that's nice. What if we don't make it till 60, though, and then we're waiting all that time? You're projecting, you're pushing, you're trying too hard. I know. But you know what? I'm going to give it another month, and like I'm going to see what happens on there. And if not, then I'm just going to let go and let God and let it happen naturally. Just let go and let God. Because I've done that for last year. Needs must, needs must, Ronnie. She wants to be sure, Ronnie. Market research, that's what it is. You got a rabbit penny in your hand. <laughs> 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 you know Ronnie just brings it real, You have to it? delete that one. <laughs> well, no, we haven't answered it yet, so like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, delete it. Your sound Ronnie's around. <laughs> <laughs> she got a present from a friend this week. Guess what it was. <laughs> no, it's not about Jerusalem, that, isn't it? Um, UBS charging that, is it? Like, I don't know. I don't know what they are. Oh, Ronnie, you do know. <laughs> Stop pretending like you don't know. But yeah. So that's me. Cool. <laughs> I like what Ronnie said, don't push, don't grab. I was told that, and that's a nice thing to keep in mind of. And today, I had three different things to do today, which was walk up a mountain in Wales. Today? Today, I was offered, like, you know, with the voluntary stuff I do, they're off to a mountain. No, they're off to something called something more, or something, I don't know. And Licky Hills, the group that I'm affiliated with on a Friday, uh, a fellowship group which is really nice. The committee's grown and everyone's just kind of got together and done a little day out. That was really nice, the way they just kind of got it together really quick and just organised it on the podcast. And the thing like, you know, don't push, don't grab kind of thing like that. I've done the Snowden thing last year. 
and I think it wasn't like they could have been organized a little bit better I was a bit taken back there was no kind of health and safety kind of measures done nothing and you yeah. got blown off the mountain didn't they you? got blown off the mountain I had to leave <laughs> someone on the ledge of, of the mountain and they didn't even know what time they was leaving today and I thought yeah I'll just scratch my name off the list that's telling yeah. me it's not organized you know to a mountain that you don't know is a mountain it's called a moor yeah oh, some mountain wells that three peak kind of thing or something I don't know one of the mountains and um peak district no it's in wells it's a big rock I don't know what yeah, it it's is. a rock yeah it's got to get up but it's dangerous you know like these things like you know when we went up to Snowden last year I, I it's dangerous and especially when that weather comes in it's it's not to be mm -hmm. messed about with you know people die up there people do die so it was like even though I kind of really wanted to go so it was like I want to oh well, I've done that yeah, I've done that mountain I've done this but then I've kind of like took back to my experience last year and thought like no you know, I don't really need to push that today yeah. don't need to grab at that today you know yeah. I can go another time where it's more organised and I feel more comfortable more at ease and I've made a date with Richard to kind of come do some stuff today so you know commitments and all that so stick with that and Leaky Hills I'm oh sure. you've made the right choice oh of course I say so <laughs> yeah. it's nice to have some awareness around that today isn't it yeah definitely I find that I'm not committing myself to a lot of stuff lately because it's like it's very easy to say yeah definitely I'll come to that yeah. but too many times I get into that doubt I think for fuck's sake I've got to do that today so it's like I'm not doing it anymore mm. if I attended everything that you know every set of whatever it was that, that was offered to me just wouldn't have any time in the day and then things slip other areas slip so it's not the rushing and you know the amount of meals that you get offered to go to in recovery is just um, madness isn't it I mean, well I invited you to one this morning so you haven't checked your whatsapp so you better have a look it's, 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 it's my four years on Sunday <laughs> time grabbers really Ronnie's not coming is he time grabbers <laughs> You like, can talk! on TV I like the way that's formatted uh, you know it's just boom isn't it they, yeah do they match the people up they do like, yeah oh, you see I think that's the way it should be done yeah. someone else should match you up Ronnie would you allow me like you know, the opportunity to kind of match someone up with you or Amy no <laughs> hell no <laughs> so, I, think, I no. think that should be part of the contract if you're going to do these dating things that you don't get to choose you don't get to choose I think that's the new dating website that you need to set up <laughs> you don't get a choice in it you just, you just get paired and you just turn up and, and when you just get, like that though yeah and when you get on the day so you just that'd be exciting wouldn't it really? <laughs> but it's also, it's also like the old fun. fashioned dating agency old fashioned yeah, yeah. it's fun. also fun it's not like I'm doing anything it's literally just going on dates nothing more yeah, to it. Doing it. it I'm doing it in a really healthy way I'm not like using people for sex i'm not kissing them i'm not doing anything with them i'm taking it slowly this is the healthiest i've ever done it i'm only on one dating app i'm not on two or three but you it's probably tinder no it's oh shh not <laughs> mentioned by now can you cut that please <laughs> it's just one that, that is healthy for me and yeah and i'm actually enjoying it i'm having a bit of fun why not you so the sites are different well mm. i know there's ones what are like more looking for just specific things well i've got the 
naughty version of Tinder. No, I haven't got it. I know it. what you mean, yeah. No, I've got a domain called Tinder Blue. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Dot> com. <laughs> You've got your own dating <laughs> domain. So, yeah. what's Is this you being a consultant again, Bonnie? So you own the domain and people are coming to you saying, where do I look? <laughs> and I go, here, 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 here. He's doing what I said I should do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're doing it. <laughs> you do it to other people, but you won't go through it yourself. I would, yeah. Keeps you busy, doesn't it? Paying the um, renewals every year, sitting there, parked up. I do know what you mean, though. Like I have experienced this before, but I'm not doing it in that kind of way anymore because I have more self worth. So I'm choosing very well. I'm choosing better, basically, and I feel like it's a healthy way, and it's not affecting my self esteem or my self worth because of that. So, yeah. But it's all relative, isn't it? Yeah. There are some things, obviously, that we don't engage with, but there's some things that you can re-engage with in a, a more pragmatic and healthy way, Yeah. certainly. It doesn't mean this great blanket, no, I can't do this, no, I can't do that. It's fine to put that on the booze and the drugs, mm. no, I can't do that today, but if you start putting it on loads of things, like, no, I can't possibly eat chocolate, what's going to happen? Yeah. And it's that placing conditions on my recovery that I don't need to place on it. Yeah. And it's about reapproaching things in this natural and reasonable way. Yeah. Facebook. Facebook's all about how you use it. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't use it because it's just not. If you used it so badly and so destructively that you feel that you need to be off it, then fair enough. And you can see why. But there's no reason why you shouldn't re-engage with it at a later date if yeah. you're doing it for business reasons or for yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. practical I have reasons. Facebook, but it's <clears throat> not fiscal. Yeah. And no one can find it. I've got no friends on it. It's just for like Facebook market yeah. and stuff like that. And it's great for businesses. I mean, like when I get this page set up for the business, that's going to be great marketing and it's free marketing and it gets yeah. people to go to where you need them to be. But I will employ somebody to do the social media side of things because I won't want to have or have time to do it myself. And I don't like social media, so I'm hardly ever on it, apart from the dating side. <laughs> and going back to what you said, Ronnie, about doing all these things, and if you said yes to everything, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have an hour in the day. Mm. Do you think we get more discerning over time in terms of what we say yes to? Yeah, definitely. And more practical. To- yeah, it's like, you know, it's, I think there's somewhere flying around at the minute on one of these WhatsApp groups about go-karting, and I'd love that, to be fair enough. But, for example, I won't commit to that because well, I haven't read the messages properly and I don't know when it is, but I need to really just keep an eye on what my I normally have, and I have got a yellow plan on the wall, and I used to write every important appointment which I had and that was it and then I'd work around that quite simple really isn't it and do it that way but at the minute I haven't been putting my important dates on that planner and I'm like and so I've got a job to put the dates on the planner and I'm thinking when I'm going to get around to doing that one because it's finding all the letters and putting them all on there so I know what I'm doing at the minute I'm just all over the place so apart from my means. Sunday the 29th at six o'clock in Harborn there's a nice meal. Well I've got 
two <laughs> meals already planned, which I'm apparently going to, and I have no idea when they are. I think the putting everything on a year plan or however you do it, I do it just by putting things in the phone. And I put essential things in the phone. Things that I don't have two ways about, which means that everything else has to go around that. And then if I need to look at a week, I look at a week. I say, okay, where are my absolutes? And then it can become a case of, no, I can't fit that in because look at that day, look at those three days. Yeah. I think I'm one of the very few people who <coughs> just can't get to grips with these phone diary business things. Oh, I don't like them. I like, I like to put it written down. I'm old-fashioned. I don't like it any technology. My reason for using the phone is because I've got a portable diary then and everything is linked up. Everything is linked up with what I do here, what I do at the theatre. Everything is all in the same place. Yeah. Because while I would rather write it all down, Mm. Having it mobile means that I don't end up agreeing to something that I can't do. Well, this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing yeah. now. So I'm saying, well, I can't. I'll let you know when I get home when I check my calendar. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Mm. Leave it with me. I don't have to say. The other thing with that, Ron, is it gives you time to think mm. and think. Well, actually, do I want to go and do this now, or am I just saying yes because I'm so used to saying yes that I haven't really thought about what's involved? Well, sponsor said that to me. He says instead of making like quick decisions, just say. Let me come back to you on that. Just such a simple little thing, yeah. and it works. Or if yeah. you know it helps, it's and like that I'm not trying to get out. It's just really, I don't. I can sit down, have a few minutes, what do you want to do, and then revolve who's going, who's not going, blah, 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 all the rest of it. And then you're not people pleasing as well. You know, you're doing it because you actually genuinely want to. I love being busy. I know offices like I used to keep busy for the sake of keeping busy to distract myself, but actually. I'm just a really active person and I love keeping busy and I love having things planned and doing things with loads of people. I just think that life and living, I don't want to just be stagnant and sitting around. Mm. I've done that for four years, like in recovery. Important it's time to move. That. Very important for this life that's been living. Because yeah. if we sit in our recovery bubble and the most we do in terms of other activities is, is like what you've said, Neil, you know, we go on a walk or up a mountain or whatever with people from the meeting that we always go to. And if we're always contained within that, how much are we living? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for those tentative first steps, for the first couple of years, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. if that's what you need to do in yeah. order to get on an even keel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at some point, surely we have to re-engage mm-hmm. with the world and the earthlings in it. Yeah. Because isn't there a level of avoidance if we don't do that? Yeah. That's what I feel like I've been doing with my old sponsor that I had for the last year. And I'm not saying that it was controlled because I don't believe it was, but now I don't have her as a sponsor anymore. I am active more and going ahead with things that I've been wanting to do but been putting off. And I do feel like maybe there was an element of control there, actually, I think, in that sponsorship. And that, looking back now, I'm not sure how healthy it was. So I'm actually like excited to be an active member of society again and trying something new. Mm. Because I have, for four years in recovery, the last two years at least, living in a bit of a bubble. So, yeah, it's time. And that can happen. I mean, it's, chances are your sponsor was just carrying on what they knew and none of us know everything mm. and all we're doing when we're trying to guide people is we're trying to give them the benefit of our experience and do the best we possibly can for them yeah it's pretty tried and tested isn't it mm. what we need to do in the first 12 18 24 months 
it's a question of what we do then and, and obviously not everyone is going to be experientially capable of advising on that and also you've got to find it for yourself when yeah. you're going out to re-engage with the world haven't you yeah you've got to find what you want to do and how you want to do it yeah it's like that definition of okay what's god's will and what's self-will yeah. and then i was really confused with okay is this me want to set this business up is it compulsion of self-will or is it god's will and i can sit there and pray for it and pray for it and pray for it but if i'm not taking action then it's literally i'm just stagnant and it's not really god's will do you know what i mean i have to take action and pray at the same time as taking action for guidance in what's god's will and self-will because i would just sit there all day procrastinating being like wow this is clearly god's will <laughs> but actually it's not i'm procrastinating and i'm not doing anything that's a really good point you've said there. It's like, who am I? Kind yeah. of thing. I think like in this coming to understand that I'm I'm learning to grow up for the first time maybe ever, right? Yeah. Yeah, which is a hard thing to admit sometimes. And then I believe I'm coming to understand that there's certain elements of life that I have kind of got a good gauge on and an awareness around, but there was that self-will kind of bits where it was just getting all unbalanced. But in the midst of like the society, the way I see it, like the way it is, there's a lot of this technology and, and other things like it's driving people to kind of say maybe be busy do this do that do that and then some people feel that they need to be busy if they're not busy they're not doing something right whereas that's just really not them maybe like their thing is maybe to go off and see i don't know triskovsky's like concert and and that's their love and that's their passion drama whatever it may be and that's it and then the other little bits here and there like a little bit of family maybe or if they're fortunate or and they're content well, I think like what we kind of get driven, especially coming into this environment of recovery, you kind of, oh, well, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And, and uh, if I'm not doing it, I'm doing something wrong. Mm. I'm not living right. I'm yeah, if you ever like, felt that like, you're yeah. talking about the meeting you do service at, or you're talking about the walk you're going on with people from the meeting, just because you think that's what other people want to hear, <laughs> just because you think it's what you're supposed to supposed be to saying be done, yeah. in the environment. <coughs> And finding myself in the midst of this, this is my sense of freedom. I'm looking for freedom from, I want freedom. And I mean, like freedom is getting to understand what I really want, you know, that self-will, that God's will, that it's all a minefield. Like, you know, like sometimes I'm like, ah! You know, that's kind of thing. You come in there, you start hearing all these paradoxes, all these contradictions. Like, what, what the hell are you lot talking about? My sense of freedom is like, what does really no one like? You know, because like, what you're kind of going on with is none of my business. I've got to kind of find my own sense of peace and it might not align with you guys or it might align with me maybe coming out and doing things once in a while but I want to be alright with that I say keep it simple sitting with self and being alright with self is one of the most simplest things to do but yet one of the hardest things that it seems like people in recovery find hard to do just sitting and being alright with sitting and it seems like what's wrong with just sitting down I can't do that <laughs> it depends on where you are and what stage of your recovery it everybody's does. journey is different it like does get in there it's taken <coughs> me a long time to just work that out a yeah. long time yeah you know? i think it's just everyone like you say everyone's recovery is different yeah. and people I on how i'm feeling inside so if i'm feeling good inside i'm doing what I'm, i believe i'm doing right you know, simple as that my sponsor said to me once he said i asked him about god's will and this will and that will and the other will and he says god just wants you to be happy and if you're happy, then you must be doing the right thing. Like what you were saying, it's like a mind block. I can't have a complicated life. I had a complicated life before, so I choose not to 
complicated. We, we start mind and think of this and what we should be doing here and what we should be doing. I'm happy with what's going on in my life today. That's today, isn't it? And then tomorrow will come and we'll yeah. see how tomorrow is. Yeah. I mean, I won't put off doing something if I think that I want to do it. Oh, I fancy doing this. So, like you say, starting up a business, I think, well, start a business up. Yeah. Whatever God's will is, you'll soon find out yeah. whether that business fails or whether it it's successful and how you feel about the business or whether it's stressing you out or it's not stressing you out or you're happy to go ahead and it's just yeah. taking each day isn't yeah. it I think for me I can't do this complicated business and same with dating you know God will show me what's good and what's not yeah <laughs> oh yeah we will but sometimes you know a, bit, a little bit of instinct inside will normally tell you you don't normally have to wait you don't have to wait to feel the pain you kind of know well there's also the fact that apart from putting ourselves in needlessly dangerous situations around drugs and booze there's also an element of I've got to try things in recovery and sometimes I might put my foot in it and if I do then rather than doing what I used to do I've got to deal with it and be responsible about putting my foot in it so if I go and spend six months on dating sites and I put my foot in it then I've got to deal with that yeah Rather than just thinking, oh, well, what the hell? Yeah. Because that's leading me the wrong way mentally. Yeah, I did that in the first six months of recovery, and I'm learning different now. So it, yeah. is, it feels very healthy and very Might different. Be the right time, that could be possibly the perfect time for you to do. Yeah, but it's like anything. When I was early on in recovery, it was suggested to me not to get into any relationship, and I didn't. Not to move house, not to take a new job, all of that stuff, and I, I followed those suggestions. But, you know, as you go on in recovery, you know, there's times where you okay, it's time now. It's four yeah. years, it's ready, do you know what I mean? So like I say, you'll know, start, I had two or three weeks of not having anything to do. And I was sitting in my flat and I was like really pulling my hair and my anxiety was coming. I was thinking, why, what's life all about this? And but when I look back, I look at those three weeks and I think, yeah, I needed that. Yeah. And now I'm kind of busy and I always believe that you'll always look back and think that happened for that reason. So you might think you've got massive control, but really you haven't got that much control because things will just flow as they're meant to. Completely but powerless over everything, mm. people, places, Flops, and things. Just like, you can get you and do what you yeah. want with you and then spit you out. Yeah. Kick you down the street like a rugby team. <laughs> I watched a rugby film last night, that's what I'm thinking about. Like Neil said, you need that time to sit with yourself at the beginning. I sat with myself. And I can sit with myself in quiet and peace. I can sit with others in quiet and peace today. Things that I couldn't do before. There's a paradox of sitting with self. Paradox. <laughs> There's a paradox. So if we kind of talk about sitting self, we kind of take it as just sitting in it kind of peacefully. It's not necessarily that. It's like you've said, like, I think it's a bit well there, Ronnie, you know, like, how am I inside? Am I all right today? Am I doing all right today? Am I feeling all right today? Mm-hmm. So if I'm doing that, you know, whilst doing things, mm-hmm. you, know what I mean? you know, there's a form of sitting in self whilst doing does that make sense whilst I'm doing stuff I'm still kind of sitting with still I'm taking responsibility I'm going to like maybe take that chance of doing something but knowing that there's a possible fallout from this mm-hmm. and if it falls out <laughs> I'm not going to go oh poor me and, and run back to what I think is going to give me some ease and comfort around this <laughs> you know which I've done countless times before you know kind of like oh, I'm, gonna do, oh, I'm all right with this does it sit right with you Neil like doing like blatantly wrong yeah, of course it sits all right with me. I'm all right. And then when the shit hits the fan, uh, and then like next minute I'm in a trap house thinking, how did I get here again? Because I just wasn't really for the fallout from that stuff. I wasn't really to take responsibility for what I was doing. 
whilst being abstinent from anything. So, you know, that awareness around that stuff today is priceless for me today. For me, that's about finding, acknowledging and accepting the need for self-awareness. In that on any given day, I might have agreed to do something, but I might not be quite right about it. And unless it's something I've actually got to do, Mm. I've got to do a risk assessment at that time. Mm. It's the spot check of self, as opposed to this horribly mechanistic thing that can happen around treatment one of writing it down at the end of the day that isn't necessarily going to work because in any given moment I might have to think stop hang on what's my motive for this motives am I going because she's there or am I going because I want to go there Mm -hmm. am I going because I don't want to sit at home or am I going because this is something I really want to do can I afford this am I going anyway and thinking oh I'll blag it there's all sorts of considerations. Yeah. All those things that we don't admit to ourselves or to other people when we're in active addiction. Mm. Because in active addiction, we don't admit or accept anything. And the other stuff happens in the subconscious as well, so we don't even realise it. Oh, quite rightly, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's an excuse for a piss-up. I'm going! <laughs> I've only got a tenant to my name, but I'm going! Can't do this. I'm going to the pub. <laughs> that guy will have coke and I'll score off him. Great, he'll be free. <laughs> You wrangled it, innit? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got my night sorted and I'll end up at that house party. Do not pass go. (laughs) Some of my best nights started with a fiver. That was a really good night. Some of my worst nights ended up with a fiver as well. (laughs) Started with a fiver and had the same fiver when I got home. Yeah. I've had a few of those and I'm like, yes, I didn't spend a penny resource. Still clutching up that The time's felt good at the time, but when you look back, (laughs) it's like the beer scooter, isn't it? That gets you home. So you don't remember what happened at all. You find out later on that you were 20 miles away at some party, and yet you wake up in your own bed thinking, How the fuck did I get home? I've still got this tenner in my pocket that I had all along. Oh no, I've been to a cash point, haven't I? Did I get in a taxi? What what happened? And the beer scooter is so magic. That you can walk six miles and not know that you've done it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I've had some just flashbacks. On an A road or a motorway <laughs> included. It's that shame spiral in the morning when you wake up and you're like, oh my God, you're having those flashbacks of what you did the night before. And you're like, oh God, I can't tell anybody that I did those things because they're going to have to stay with me till the day I die. I remember being I've had at, loads of those. I remember being at a gig in London. I was doing this gig in London on a Saturday night and I came to in my bed in York on the Monday morning (laughs) as the alarm went for me to go to my postgrad course and I had no recollection Mm -hmm. of how I got home. I had loads of those. And I thought, do ask other people about how this happened. I'll just check the bank. I just couldn't have spent any money as well on top of what I thought I had. How the fuck? I've travelled all the... 
Yeah. Knowing what you're doing, peace of mind, waking up in my own bed, those things, so easy to take for granted. But my God, the shame I felt, the things that I did in those mornings when I couldn't remember how I got home, what happened the night before, what I was doing, or when I did remember and there was those like little moments. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. My God, it's awful. Like dilemma time, I think. You're invited to a family gathering for the first time in the recovery that you have several reservations about. Do you A, take a plus one so you've got a safety net while you're there, B, politely decline, C, travel there secretly and poison the food, D, agree to come but only for a short time, or E, not reply at all? D. A family gathering and poisoning food, how's that too? How's that too? <laughs> <laughs> I have to throw something in there. <laughs> well, it could be that we're not quite killing the poison, could be like your mode, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Last <laughs> attempt. Two hours and I'm done anyway, maximum. Yeah. I start to get bored, fidgety, and I'm going to go. I'm off. I'm going to go with D as well. D. What was D? D was agree to come, but only for a short time. Sitting down. So then like, you've kind of got it. You can make it. Up. I can't stay long, but yeah, I can definitely come and that. That's all right. Oh, know. great, yeah, great. Oh, I'll accept that. Of what's there, I mean, taking a plus one is a form of boundary setting in itself. It's also a form of self-checking. If you're thinking, oh, maybe I need a, an easy exit strategy here because I'm really not sure how long at all. Making it definite with yourself and the deal with yourself and saying, right, I'll only go for a bit. Obviously, poisoning the food's a bit extreme. <laughs> it depends on why you've got reservations in the first place. Mm. And also, like Ronnie says, you might not be talking about using cyanide. And of course, with that, there's the danger of getting caught. So you'd need the plus one so you could frame them. But it's like, yeah, the reservations part. Why have you got reservations if you're thinking it's going to be a needs up or something like that? Well, there's all sorts of reasons why we might have a reservation about a family gathering in early recovery, aren't there? And they're not all about them. Actually, yeah, that was about me. Usually, I went to one else. Most definitely. I just remember going to my first family gathering, and as soon as I got there, I wanted to go. I wanted to get back to my recovery house. I was like, it was out cold. I felt cold out there. I wanted to run back to my little bubble, which was my little bubble then, which I was happy to be in. Mm. Isn't that quite normal at that stage? Yeah. I should imagine it is, yeah. I mean, I think we've all been there, one shape or form, whether mm. we admit it or not, mm. of this, I don't want to do this. Mm. Because actually, you need that safety blanket for all the fact that you do need to engage with the world. It, it's a process, isn't it? Well, I had those little apprehensive feelings. I remember it the first one I went to, and I was told, you know, when people was kind of leaving the, the treatment centre, not to expect bunting and and all that <laughs> in the red carpet. But man, no, red so carpet. I, I'm a little bit apprehensive, right? Yeah, like like I am. Uh, Fanfares. But I was expecting the bunting. Yeah. And I was expecting the red carpet. Of course you were. Of course I was. Like, yeah, you know, I think I am. And then like, I've come in and my mum's gone, don't give Neil none of the cake. Because, like, the cake now, like, yeah, I've got to explain what the cake's about. So the fruit cake's laced with white rum in it. Like, yeah, they yeah. do that <laughs> to, keep it, to keep it moist. That's the, that's the excuse. Like, that's the excuse, that's yeah. That's the excuse, right, yeah. And then my auntie's come toddling over to me, Neil, what's wrong with you? What? Are you okay? And I'm like, yes, aren't you? I'm okay. And I'm like, oh, I can't. I'm not going to go into explaining what that's all about. You know, like the way my mum held it out, like in, in the party, like everyone's kind of like, it's a party, cake. You get cake at a party, kind of thing. 
But you didn't. I didn't get cake that day. And, and I was like, there's no bunting, there's no red carpet and I can't get no cake. And I might as well go in it. I might as well leave this party. But I was expecting, you know, that stuff like where I was expecting it. It's the first time since I've come back from treatment. Um, it's the first time I've been clean for any kind of period of time over many, many years. Don't want it to be a little bit about me, kind of. You thing. had expectations on other people. Yeah, and I think that was one of the reasons why I was. It helps me to kind of get over the reservations. Like, oh, they're going to be happy to see me, and I'm looking, I'm shining, and, and all that stuff. And it was like, <laughs> don't give him none of that cake. And that's what I got as I walked through the door. Uh-huh. Me, 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 me. Mm. My mum say something like that, but she would say like, as in a, a funny joke, kind of way, because she knows what I'm like when I go mm. drinking. I spent a lot of time with my mum in my. You know, she, we'd get pissed together, do you know what I mean? And, but I would always overstep the mark. I remember going around to one of the best mates' house and the best mate's husband kicked us out because I got the Christmas tree and I swung it round here. <laughs> my mum's telling me this, by the way, I don't recall any of it. And she says, you know what you did to Mossy last night? I'm surprised. He said, you was, you was at fists and you was running out the house and you had the Christmas tree attached to you and stuff like that. And it was just madness. <laughs> so she would say it as in like, like a joking way, don't give him his fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, reservations all round, yeah, most definitely. Um, I would say definitely like, yeah, D as well. I'll go with D. Yeah, I went with D for three, the last three years. And actually, like, it's only the last year that I've started to participate as an active member within my family. Mm. They all went to Sri Lanka, I didn't go. They go to Tenerife, I don't go. I don't go on any of the family holidays for the last three years because I feel uncomfortable because I come from a family that are big, that is Irish, the drinkers mm-hmm. and everything revolves around alcohol and it's uncomfortable. And even now sometimes it's uncomfortable. But this Christmas was the first time that I've actually really enjoyed it and invited friends round and I'm starting to feel a part of more and making more of an effort with them to do things together and going on the holidays but just really set time boundaries on things. Yeah, definitely just like you do your own little thing and yeah. you know so I've always tried to define when I'm going to be there and for how long. Yeah. And because my family don't live near a main bus route or anything, it took me five hours to get there on Saturday morning by public transport. Wow. And part of that was luck. But I define when I'm going back and I make that clear before I go. Yeah. And I'm fortunate in that my family's life does not in any way revolve around alcohol it, mm. it plays a role but not a particularly noticeable one not it never really has with it was always just me and that I can define those times and go for them and that's enough but I'm always wary if I'm going for longer I always make sure I've got a get out clause I've always got a spare train ticket yeah if I'm going there like over Christmas or something yeah I think the important thing is that it's me that defines how long I go somewhere, not someone else. Yeah. And I don't put myself in a position where I'm going to be persuaded otherwise. That's really important. And that's the yes and no thing again. I've got to have it clear in my mind, this is what I'm doing and why, and this is why I'm going to go when I say enough is enough. The frightened thing, it happens to us all to start with, which certainly happened to me. And I think most people I've heard talk about those early weeks are sort of early months. So, well, scary. But if that's the first thing that happens, then what happens after that has got to be the, I take a lead in saying how long I'm going to be somewhere for and what I can and can't do. Because mm. mm. then I can be responsible for what I'm saying. 
and the last thing I want is to be determined by someone else's timing or someone else's definition. Yeah. Because the alcoholic in me will want to react to yeah. that. Yeah, and with the family stuff, you've got a lot of that guilt and shame what you hear talked about a lot. You've got a lot of that going on and and you want to turn up maybe in a way and, and be part of maybe to start re engaging mm-hmm. like, you know. And maybe you're just not quite ready yet to do that stuff, you know. Maybe you are, maybe you're not. But sometimes, yet again, expectations that you've put on yourself, or maybe expectations what you're thinking people are putting upon you, or they are putting upon you, more to the point, like, you know, are you all right now? You're good now, like, you know, you've been good for this amount of time, come along, it'd be really nice to see you, we want you here, blah, blah, and all that kind of stuff. And even that can be a bit of a, like, tis was especially like if there's that feeling that you want to be there but yet you, you know what your family's like, like yeah. you know? or there's a family member that there's still some unresolved stuff around and yet again it's like you're saying that spot check inventory like mm. constantly checking your motives checking yeah. your reasons checking like the environment you're going into yeah. just because it's family it don't mean everything is all mm. well and, and being responsible for keeping yourself safe yeah that awareness around that stuff because yeah. yeah, again like I said I went into that first time going back really wanting to be like yeah, embraced and like yeah well and it never came and I left feeling a bit flat and a little bit rejected if I'm honest and I did they mom, not roll the red carpet out they did you weren't wearing a dinner jacket no do they actually have it rolled away somewhere but when they saw that you hadn't put on the full Oscars regalia they thought oh no we won't bother yeah. and been like I was being a little bit of a rebel around those times because you know, I need to keep a bit of self and my rebel thing was that I just let my hair kind of go wild and shaped it I always kept it shaped but I just let it do its thing on top and people coming up to me asking me about like yeah like no, um, I, mean, I know what's coming you need to get your hair cut or comb your hair I'm like no leave my hair alone you know what I mean I think everyone's worried about my hair more than like look at me look look I'm shining like yeah <laughs> It's that word humility, isn't it? Something that comes in time. No, and you like keep talking. I know you mentioned that. Indeed. It's, it's comes humility. In time. Yeah, but no, but it was also a kind of thing that I was kind of proud of myself. I've remained clean. Yeah, I get that and I hear that. And I have it the same with my family, yeah. but there's a sense of like expectations. So expectations I was putting on upon yeah. them. With my yeah. family, I have support from my sisters, but if I mention anything about recovery or being clean or sober, the rest of the family don't talk about it and it's not acknowledged nah. and I don't get anything back. I'm not sure if they feel shame or if they feel uncomfortable. They just are not emotionally available to talk about yeah. it. Like I said it at the table this week. I was like, I'm celebrating four years clean and sober and I'm just dead. Just really? Yeah. No support, no nothing. And I get support from my friends in recovery. That's why I like to do things because I get that support, yeah. but I do not get that from my family. I don't know if it's an elephant in the room or if they feel shame around it. So there's half of the family that I haven't told and then my immediate family that know. But yeah, it's the whole drugs thing and stuff, like they're very anti. I don't know if it's a shame thing, but yeah, it, it hurts. Sounds like a herd of elephants in the room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the expectation, like you said, like I would like that support or, you know, that acceptance or acknowledgement, mm-hmm. and I just never get it. So it's that having that humility of, okay, they're not able to, that's okay. I can get that support from somewhere else and I get that from my fellows. Acceptance. The opposite with my mum. She, I don't know what it is. I don't know what I feel about it, but she's like, oh, when he's doing this now, when he's doing that now, when he's doing the other now, and that's how she, like, mm. she's trying to sell me or something to people. And mm. like, yeah, and he's, he's wonderful, and he's done this before, and he's been there, and it's like I hate it. 
absolutely hate mm. and wish that, that I mean I know it's coming from an honest place but see I wish that I had a little bit more of that it's mm. probably a, a balance, balance. I think you're doing alright now thank you I yeah, I carrying think your bags. Right thank you it's nice though isn't it like it's like his mum says that she's really proud of her isn't it it's nice it's too it? much it's you too see? much because I'm thinking the other person that she's saying it to you thinking fuck's sake right, it's a fucking but yeah you're thinking yeah <laughs> it's just too much for me, it's enough that there's no real walking on eggshells anymore. And that, okay, while it gets mentioned, there's no great need to talk about it. I mean, at the moment, we have far more pressing concerns, but I've never really worried about whether I got the recognition from my family or not. I've, never, no, I've had it in its own way, and that's enough. For me, it doesn't have to be overtly discussed or recognised. Mm -hmm. And I know that because I did it for me, my sober birthday is more important around other people in recovery yeah. than it's ever going to be. Yeah, and it's just a vision, yeah. isn't it? It's like, yeah. trying, I think, like, maybe, like, what I want to answer the question is maybe thinking back to the beginning, Richard, like, what was it like, maybe? Did you At the beginning, think? like Ronnie, I was terrified of any family gathering. And it wasn't just about being there naked, i.e. being there without booze. It was also about how much is there swept under the carpet that's mm. suddenly going to come out to play. Yeah now that I'm sober right. and what kind of situation am I going to be in and am I going to go nuclear at someone because they bring up something from 10 years ago yeah. all that insane projection right. I had and it took me about three years to get out of that projecting and catastrophization of any given situation there Christmas just gone and the Christmas before I've been there for a significant period of time and there's not been anything rear its head or because a lot of this is fantastical things. Yeah. It's these projections that I can't help but make because it's been so long that I've been the elephant in the room. And for mm. 15 years, really, I absented myself and my family. I was the elephant in the room. Yeah. And when I walked into it, I continued to be the elephant, whether I was saying anything or not. Yeah. And moving away from that takes a lot. Yeah. And I do feel now that we are away from that. And that, for me, is enough today. Yeah. And also it was the codependency, that's yeah. seeking the validation from them. I don't need to do that anymore. I'm standing in my truth. I've been honest about my eating and drinking and that's all that matters. See, it does not. My family's all a little bit this, that and the other anyway. I mean, even like my cousins and stuff, there's a lot of stuff which some people look down on, you know, drug dealing, jail and this, that and the other. So it's not massively... Well, fair enough, you said you found yourself clean and sober. But speaking of which, I have a brother who's been put for parole all when they're considered for release. I don't understand how it works out because you've got a minimum of 14 years. This is a worry which I've got at the minute because I'm not seeing him for 10 of those years and it's completely different. I believe he's an alcoholic as well, an addict because all of his trouble happened around, well, in the early days it didn't, but the late struggles he got himself into was he was always drunk or high on something and stuff like that. So there's another alky in the family by the sounds of it and he could be release soon which is going to be very odd well, there's only so much you can do Ronnie and you do what you do for you first yeah this is it and regardless of all this talk about what I'm doing at Avram first it's just say so isn't it absolutely and if we do that we're still here and that's <coughs> primarily what we're here for just flow, shouldn't it? and things do follow and things do change if we keep doing that and we've run out of time. This happens again and again and again, how we run out of time, and I don't quite know how we've done it. 
If you've heard anything today that resonated with you, considering yourself, someone you know and love, someone you work with, someone who lives down the road from you, or their tennis partner's caretaker's cat, or <laughs> anyone, or someone that you met once at the garden party 27 years ago that you bumped into recently. If there's anyone that you know, or vaguely know, that you think might be suffering, then pick up the phone. Because actually, I sometimes underestimate how it affects me. That makes a lot more sense than what I said before, then. <laughs> anyway, we will love you and leave you, so it's good night from me. Good night. Bye. Bye, bye, bye.